Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. If you're on a highway road, run a go beep beep. Just step aside, or you might end up in a heap. Road, run a road, run a run, run a road all day. Meet me. Even the coyote can't make him change his ways. Meet me. Road runner, meet me. The coyote's after you. Road runner, meet me. If he catches you, you do. Road runner, meet me. The coyote's after you. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to start it out like that. You know, if you didn't grow up with that and don't know about Saturday mornings and that song, uh, I really feel bad for you. Uh, For those of you who did grow up with it, you enjoy it. And uh, you're going to find out how the hell did that make the beginning of the show tonight? Folks, how are you doing tonight? It is the Fantasy Jester Show. I am he, the Fantasy Jester. Some circles, just a plain old jester, the Duke of Earl. I got a bunch of little names here and there, depending on the fantasy team, which is what we do here. We do fantasy sports here, and usually, yeah, I say we, not we tonight. No, folks, Fantasy Jester Show is bringing you one cuckoo flew over the rest. That's right, folks. I am flying solo tonight, and this has a... the makings of an interesting evening because as a bunch of you know, if you've already listened to the show, I can, I I can tear into some people and really get interesting, shall we say about life in general. And uh, I won't have JT here tonight to rein me in. We have sent JT. He's out on assignment tonight. Matter of fact, he's out on assignment with one of our other writers, Tate Dello. And uh, one of our writers there, he, he's, they're going down to Houston. They're going to go down to Houston. Uh, they they were there for the game today for uh, Indians uh, and uh, the Astros. And uh, hopefully we'll be getting JT to call in later on. He's going to call in at some point uh, with a quick update, hopefully, from wherever. Uh, he's supposed to also meet up with a friend of the show, if you've heard him before, Jim Rosenhouse, Cleveland Indians radio announcer, and actually meet with Jim about some future things that we're trying to work on uh, with Jim. And uh, interesting evening. Interesting evening. Thanks so much for joining. Again, Fantasy Justice Show brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. Your kingdom for all fantasy sports and more and more. And now that we're settled into our uh, new office, new studio, we're going to have all the writing start ramping back up. Uh, Brad, <laughs> Brad thought he was going to be funny and kick things off with a little article about tonight's show and uh, had some words to say about me. And uh, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it, Brad. Same to you, buddy. And uh, really glad to have you on as a writer. Anyway, um, no, we're brought to you by not just FantasyJusticeSports.com, but Blog Talk Radio. Great sound. Great people to work with. You know, I, I love working with these guys. And anytime, any questions or anything, the custom service, absolutely fantastic. And as you all hear, crystal clear sound. Also, we're brought to you by Bread from Your Bed 
Com. We've mentioned them. Absolutely fantastic. Joey and the gang, if you want some extra money, I'll tell you. We're going we're to get into breadfromyourbed.com later on in one of the commercials. And we're also brought to you by good old Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach. Any kind of dive you could possibly want, including shark dives, no cage. Again, commercial later. We'll go into that. Also brought to you by 84 Lumber and the Land Metalcraft and the up-and-coming website, bookfloridadiving.com. Yes, as we continue to grow, we continue to have more and more listeners. And I just want to say before we start the show, thank you to all of you. Now, tonight, I'm going to do the best I can before, uh, before we do everything. You know, obviously, I'm going to do my rant and everything, but, you know, Tonight, the jester is solo. No JT could make trouble. What's going to happen without somebody to rein him in? This is, uh, this is the promo that they put up here for, uh, for the show. This is fantastic. Or will the jester prove why he is one of the best fantasy sports players in the country? Uh, you know, I'm listened to around the world in 19 countries, and... And this is all in just one year. And uh, maybe I might actually go out and prove it that, of why. Uh, it's 50-50. It really is. You know, uh, the best way, and, and you know what? It was funny because this is true. This part of the write-up is true. It says, it'll be like a good MMA fight. Knowledge versus lunacy. Who's going to win? Is it going to be my knowledge or is it going to be the lunacy part? Now, knowledge does pack quite a punch, but lunacy is quick on its feet. And this is true. This is true. Lunacy happens like that. And and nobody ever knows. Nobody ever knows. But, no, you know, tonight, let me kick off the rant. And then we'll get into the show. Again, I'm going to try and talk about as many sports and I might have a little guest call in. He's supposed to call in if he can. He's, uh, he's out there tonight. And uh, hopefully he's going to call in a, a friend of the show and somebody that has uh, worked for FXE. So that's going to be interesting tonight. But, yeah, I'm going to try to touch on the NBA, NHL. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the playoffs uh, in both and uh, very little about the NBA playoffs, actually. But uh, bring up a point in that. Then, you know, I, I want to bring in a guest. Hopefully, we'll be able to get the guest in. And then, you know, Jester's Mailbag? Are we really going to finish the show with Jester's Mailbag? Folks, I have asked everyone to bring in questions. And this is, uh, I'm just going to pull up from the uh, account. It's a Yahoo account. I put it out there. And I'm going to say it right now. Get it in there. You might get your question heard. Fantasy Jester at yahoo.com it's really not that hard i'm going to pull up the account and just answer the questions as random as they come and do my best to answer your fantasy or sports questions doesn't matter the sport doesn't matter if it's fantasy or not i'll be more than glad to answer your question now as we go on into the show one of the things though we have to address is that jt is not here you know Before we get into the rant, 
I have to address that my co-host isn't here. And it definitely, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm struggling already. Here we are, just minutes in, and I really, I don't know what to do. How do I get through one night without you? If I had to live without you, what kind of life would that be? What kind of show would it be? How do I get through a broadcast without you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my damnedest. Now you see why I do podcasts, and I'm not trying to go out there and be a singer. Now you learn. Anyway, um, and now before the rant, also, some <laughs> I've already gotten a couple of texts. What was with Roadrunner? Roadrunner was uh, real simple. And uh, for those of you out there who really think that I'm just about the jokes, no, it's about the little subtleties of life that I like to throw things in. The show is called One Cuckoo Flew Over the Rest. Now, I'm assuming I am the cuckoo. Well, in the cuckoo family happens to be the Roadrunner. That's right. For those of you who didn't know, under the cuckoo species, Roadrunner is one of them. So, yes, I am a cuckoo. I am the Roadrunner. Beep, beep. There you go. There's your little bit of knowledge, too. Non-sports knowledge on a sports talk show. I mean, really, just giving you more than really was advertised and probably that you were looking for at this point. Anyway, seriously, rant time, folks. And it really does... It, it, Every time I see, and you got to understand, I'm not, I'm not a kid anymore, and uh, I always hate when I sound like, you know, those people well, back in the day and uh, all that stuff, but some of it really does apply. You know, I love it, and this started, this started, I started seeing this maybe about 10, 15 years ago, a player will speak for himself and his health before the team announces it. That seems a little petty, but again, you know, it's funny. David Price, now without the doctor's evaluation, without the coach's evaluation, the trainer's evaluation, and actually the uh, whole organization speaking about their player, he decided to do it for them. I am ready to play, says David Price. I am ready. I have declared myself ready. That's real nice, David. No, you haven't done a damn thing except for take up time on the uh, on the sites. Quite truthfully, I'd make you sit another game or two. If I could, that's exactly how it would be handled. See, once upon a time... He would have sat for a day or two before he was called up now. Just to prove the point, we'll tell you when you're ready. You know, the inmates really run the asylum in sports. It's incredible to watch. As I'm sitting here, David Price has declared himself ready. Well, that's nice. What did his boss have to say about that? Did his boss have a say in it? I mean, did we check with his boss at all? 
Do we bother to check with the bosses anymore? Or do the inmates really run the asylum? I was looking at players that aren't going to be able to get max value contract. $200 million to play a sport, to play basketball. $200 million. That's your sign. That's the contract that you'd sign in that condition. I, no wonder they feel a sense of entitlement when they're getting thrown in every sport. Ridiculous money. When does it get reined in, folks? I mean, uh, let's 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 do something. You know, everybody's worried about. Well, the players are the ones that are doing the work. Why should the owners make all the money? All right. I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this? Why don't we split it up this way? The owners make a little less. Just a hair. I'm not asking a lot. The players make a little less, too. Heavens to Betsy. How the hell are we going to manage that? Then you can go ahead and take that money and do two things with it. One, Give it to the fans. Give it to the fans that have families, families nowadays that have two parents usually working. Both parents need to work if you've got a family, more cases than not in America. Why don't we give it to them? Nah, nah, nah. And then a little bit of that money goes to the local area where that team plays for the people who couldn't afford to come to the game, even with reduced prices. Everybody, the, the, the millionaire, billionaire owners, stay millionaire, billionaire owners. That's crazy, isn't it? The multimillionaires are still multimillionaires. Heavens to Betsy. Instead of making 200 million, maybe 100 million? <gasps> How will you ever live on that? Get the hell out of here. Come on, folks. And we all know this makes sense. Each and every sports fan, each and every player, each and every person in an organization, all of you out there listening, know that this is common sense. There's not a person who can sit there and go, that's reasonable. It's not unreasonable to ask the person making $200 million to say, wait a minute now. You're not curing cancer. I understand this is entertainment. Why don't we all work? We're all on the same damn planet. Stop it. I know. All right. And you see, that's why it's my rant. Because my rant in the whole world doesn't make sense, I guess. I don't know. I'm the only one speaking this. And really, you, the fan, condone it. So I, I don't know where it ends, to be honest with you. But this is how you get a bunch of entitled brats. David Price declares himself ready to play. Thanks, David. I can't wait to hear what your boss has to say, though. No, they are. They're all entitled, though. I mean, look at you. Look at the basketball. Let's switch gears, because they're 
There's an example. There's an example. We can go ahead and we're going to dictate what players are on the team. Wow. Wow. So the inmates run the asylum. They can tell you who's going to be on the team. So I'll go ahead and Johnny come lately and all these other people are going to be on my team. Oh, wonderful. All right. And I've got all my buddies and this, that, the other, because you know what? The NBA is a watered down mess. We can dominate, but it's true. And it's true. This is what happens. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. When you can go ahead at the end of last year, when the NBA finals were over, everyone said, barring any major dilemma, any major team coming up and doing the same thing, stocking their roster, getting a group of friends to work together, you are going to see a repeat of the NBA Finals. Now, I th- okay, so that's at the end of the year, and you sit there during the whole NBA offseason hoping, hoping, please, dear God, can we get a team to throw in the mix just one it's not like we're hoping for four great teams. We're hoping for four Golden States or four Cleveland Cavaliers. No, we're hoping for a third team. And we all know no matter how great a job Pop does, the San Antonio Spurs aren't that team. They're not. They're an also-ran. They're just the best also-ran. Okay, so fine. San Antonio makes it an interesting play. Thank God for Pop makes it interesting because if he wasn't there, I got to be honest with you, I don't know. (laughs) All right. So now, why don't we do this? Oh, no. Here we go again. Another idea. Uh, You know, here's the dangerous part tonight. Maybe I'll be making too much sense all damn night, and that's really going to mess everybody up. You see, because drop four teams, drop four teams, drop five teams. The NBA is so watered down that, you know, listen, I'm not crazy about how the NFL does it with the parity and, okay, let's make sure everybody's equal and all that. That's like restrictor plate racing. You know, for you race fans, if any of you are race fans out there, okay, the dumbest thing I have ever heard is restrictor plate racing. First of all, I've watched it, and it's not enjoyable to watch. That's first off. And you'll ask most NASCAR fans, do you like the restrictor plates? No, we don't. Yet somehow, no matter how much the masses don't like it, guess what? It doesn't matter. We're going to do what we want anyway. All right, so this is what happens. Now you've got everybody running into the pack in NASCAR, and you get a million accidents. It really is a crapshoot to who's going to win instead of what it's meant to be. It is meant to be a competition amongst the best drivers with the best crews. That is what NASCAR is supposed to be. See, I'm getting off, and this is where JTB like, hey, wait a minute. No, I'm going to bring this back around. Don't worry. But real simple, let them race. If you have a crew that can build a car that does 250 around the track and can do it no problem, 
And you've got a driver who can get behind the wheel, have no fear, and wants to drive that 250. Isn't that what this was supposed to be? Isn't this what this was supposed to be? I could swear this was racing. I could swear this was a sport that started out as a bunch of bootleggers seeing who could outrun each other. I don't know. So, okay, so, but my point is this. Like the parody in the NFL, I don't like that either. I don't like this. But when you have the NBA now and you have, I'm not looking for parody, but I'm not looking for, okay, I can tell you what teams are going to be in the finals next year pending any moves. And then, okay, we go through the offseason, sit there. Holy shit. We're stuck with the same two teams. And it's even worse. Durant moves. I call it, I mean, how many people knew what the finals were going to be? This is the, the games. Oh, my God. I feel bad for Boston. And I hate Boston. I hate Boston. I hate the fans. I hate the teams. I don't care. They hate the Yankees. They hate the, the Devils, okay? They hate the Giants. The feeling's mutual. I really don't care. I respect them for who they are. But other than that, I don't care if they lose. I felt bad for them last night. I felt bad for the players. I felt bad for the fans. I felt bad for the organization. I felt bad for any fan of the NBA last night. How does the NBA getting a, get away with providing that as your conference finals matchup? Something's got to be done. You can't tell me that it, can't, that it shouldn't be done. Then you go over to a real sport. Sorry. I happen to be a hockey fan. I think hockey is one of the most talented sports out there. I've gone on record before that hockey players are the most athletic creatures of them all, uh, of all the sports, from cardio, from physical abilities, from, from balance. You know, let's, let, let's remember also the fact that at any time, a stick, a puck, or a person might kick your ass. Just saying. Uh, you know, I, I see what happened with Batista, and we were talking the other day in a fantasy group, and, and, and this whole thing about Batista getting thrown at and him with the bat flip and all that. You know, and, and it was a major discussion about what's right and what's wrong. Should he have been hit by a pitch and this, that, the other, and What's etiquette and unwritten rules and all that? You know what? That's what I love about my sport. My sport has it written in the rules. You can go kick that guy's ass if you want to. Go right ahead. You'll be back in five minutes, too. You know, well, you're not going to be gone long. Just go kick his ass, get it over with, and come on back. We can play again. And it's done. It's over with. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes after you get done kicking that guy's ass, that guy goes, hey, wait a minute. That shouldn't have happened. I think I can kick your ass. And they go at it again. You know what happens? They're gone for five minutes. 
they might be gone for 10 at that point. Now, hockey is the sport. And here's what we've got. We've got some really, really good playoffs, unlike the NBA. You've got both series tied at two. You know, I mean, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, I mean, that that has just been that, – that's – here's what I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand about the Ottawa-Pittsburgh series. Why is Pittsburgh mixing the goalies, the starting goalies between the two? Uh, and I, I just stop that. Stop that, please. Just stop that. I, I am not a Pittsburgh fan. JT is a Pittsburgh fan. And uh, no, uh, just stop. The people for you that uh, either might not know so much about the sport or, uh, again, or that you do and you follow it and are, are, are starting to learn more about it, changing the goalies makes a difference for the team itself. There is cohesion there. The goalies are two different entities back there who handles the puck a certain way, who comes out at certain times, who doesn't come out at certain times, who directs traffic, who doesn't direct traffic, who calls for a screen, who calls people over, who sees things and communicates, who doesn't. There's a lot of inner workings between the goaltender and his defenseman at times, no continuity during the playoffs. And is it really necessary? Is it really necessary? I, I, I don't see that as completely, completely necessary. I think if you're, if you're Pittsburgh with that team and that offense, okay, if you make sure they grind it out for three periods, no matter which goalie they've got in there, they should do rather well against Ottawa. But what do you have right now? What you have right now is a team that is lacking that cohesion right from the start, right from the back end. Sometimes, remember, that affects breakouts and everything. And right now, Ottawa is outscoring Pittsburgh in this series. You realize that Pittsburgh has scored one goal in three of the four games? Pittsburgh, one goal, three or four games. That should not be happening. And I think uh, some of that cohesion, that, that, that lack of scoring isn't coming from the goal. That's what I don't understand. What, what is that supposed to do? That's supposed to provide a spark? Bullshit. Bullshit. So, no, all right, so far, and you move on. Hopefully, now, keep the goaltender straight. Pittsburgh finds its stride. But, listen, is any, there's one thing any hockey fan will tell you. A hot goaltender through the playoffs can carry you. And that might be exactly what they're finding with Anderson. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh better take this serious. Now, I called Pittsburgh and I called Anaheim uh, when it was all said and done. And, you know, both teams better get a little serious. Both teams get, better get a little serious, okay? You know, speaking of Anaheim, it, it doesn't take me to realize what's up with Anaheim. You know, they're tied 2-2, but the third period, 
the third period. I mean, oh my God, guys, that is uh, that, the game's on the line, and the last two games you've given up two goals in the third period alone. The first game you lost in overtime late. You know, having problems late in these games. This isn't this. This is not. This is not championship caliber, guys. You know, you got the win. You got lucky in game four with uh, with Perry, Corey Perry there getting the goal. All right. But, you know, you just can't. You just can't. You can't do this. Now, you take a look, though. Nashville, a little bit of a problem. A little bit of a problem with no Ryan Johansson now. That's big. Because you got to understand, where's it going to come from? Where's it going to come from? You got Forsberg. He's doing great. 12 points, a plus 13 so far in, in, in the playoffs. So you can't really ask more from him. Arvidsson, Arvidsson, he's like the, uh, he's like Randy Orton, the RKO out of nowhere. Okay. Say, got 10 points, 14. He's a plus 14 Arvidsson. Okay. But now what happens? No, Johansson, who's going to step up? Who's going to step in there? You know, one of the guys on that offense that really should step up and needs to, how about James Neal? How about James Neal? You know, how about more than seven points in the 14 games that they've played? I don't understand that. So I think maybe a little bit more out of James Neal. But I'll tell you, uh, you know, for those of you in Montreal, are you guys – you see in Subban on a mission, though, man, is he playing some great, great hockey, just fantastic hockey. You know, you talk about these teams, and you talk about that defense, though. One of the things I'm hoping that now as they're they're here in the conference finals, okay, Nashville's defense gets a little recognition, and in particular, Roman Yossi. This is a guy who I've been talking about now for a couple of years. People in my fantasy leagues know I love this guy. Ten points in the playoffs from the defense. You're talking about, you know, hey, Forsberg has 12. This kid's from the defensive spot, 10 points. That's just that's just fantastic. So, you know, he – he deserves, you know, I hope he starts getting the attention he deserves. I really do. And, uh, you know, talking about the hot goalie, being able to carry you through a series and all that. Rene, really? Really? <laughs> really? Rene, 940. That's save percentage. And a 1.66 goals against. That is just, I, it's going to be tough. It's going. To, it's not going to be easy for Anaheim. Anaheim's lucky that they're home for two out of three. Same with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's home for these last two out of three. You know, so it'd be crazy. Going to be crazy times. Uh, you know, what we're going to do is before we're going to have our guest call in in a little bit. Uh, he's supposed to call in in a little bit at least. Hopefully that'll be cool. And. Uh, Got a little surprise for all of you, something I didn't announce. So uh, we'll have a little fun with that. But first, let's go ahead. We mentioned our sponsors earlier before, and one of those sponsors is BreadFromYourBed.com. 
Folks, this here is uh, something that really all of you need to listen to because there's not one of you unless you're one of these millionaires out there. You really are. You really do need to listen to some of what he has on his site. You know, Joey and the gang at breadfromyourbed.com, they're a personal finances blog, but also they help you with websites and uh, social media management. I'll give you an idea. There's two things that you can go on breadfromyourbed.com and take advantage of right now. Joey and the gang are giving away free websites. I believe there, I got to check on it. Five page websites. That's a nice personal website. If you got a little something, maybe you want to start that business from home. Talk to Joey and the gang. You know, it's always nice to have that little side money. Maybe this is your chance to come up with your idea, push it a little bit, see how Joey can help you make money with your idea so that you can get out of the rat race. Or you can stay in the rat race and have extra money, whichever you care about, but we all need that extra money. Also, ask Joey about how to get a free $20. What? Really, Joey's giving away $20 on breadfromyourbed.com. Folks, as we continue on, we're going to take a little break from our, uh, from our fans and our friends over here at the Fantasy uh, Desk. We're going to switch on over to our wrestling and FXE desk and bring in our guest. We had him on the show. Uh, we had him on just before the 318 event, and you know, certain things were supposed to go on. Now, one of those things that was supposed to go on is he was supposed to wrestle separate, and so was Lindsey Snow in order to prove that they can wrestle together. Well, as you all know, I collapsed before the show, and it turns out that some of the matches got changed, and magically, you know, he mentioned it in his, in his interview on the podcast how he gets what he wants, he gets what he needs, Okay, and he's here to take over and all that. And I think he really thinks he's taken over here because all of a sudden now, him and Lindsay are wrestling that night together. Very interesting. So we're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about a couple things. We're going to talk to him about his diet, too. Uh, he's a good, in-shape guy. He's got some good tips, I'm sure, uh, for those young wrestlers out there. Let's go ahead. Let's bring him in. He's been everywhere, WWE, TNA, everywhere, and and rightfully so. If you don't know him, you should go follow some of his work. Absolutely fantastic. Shannon Moore is on the line. Shannon, how are you tonight, my man? I'm doing good, man. Um, Just sitting here actually going over some stuff for the new tattoo shop that me and Lindsay's going to open. Uh, so she's actually here with me, man. I got you on speakerphone, and she's here if you happen to want her to uh, pop in and say anything. Um, Beautiful. Hey, Lindsay, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? All right, all right. So, all right, before we get into the questions, Shannon, tell us about this. Uh, tell us about the tattoo shop that you two are starting up. Uh, it was an idea whenever I first met Lindsay. Um you know, I seen her wrestle first, and I thought she had a cool look. And then um, 
just whenever I talked to her and, you know, she told me she was a tattoo artist and I, you know, like I love tattooing. Like that's my, that and wrestling is my number one favorite things to do in life. Like as far as achieve and be the best I can at. But, um, you know, whenever Lindsay told me she was a tattoo artist and how long she'd been tattooing, cause she's kind of the vet in tattooing. Like I'm the vet in wrestling. And, uh, so, like, she's actually going to be teaching me a lot just as far as tattooing because I want to up my game. It's nice to have somebody like her to help me step that up. But the idea as far as the shop goes, like, I had mine in North Carolina, made a shit ton of money, and um, I ended up selling it to go get rid of some real estate in Chicago. And uh, whenever I got here, my main goal is to get another gas chamber ink going. And, um, you know, since Lindsay's been in the business a while, I'm a She's going to be part owner of it, and it's going to be me and her that owns it. She's going to be the lead artist. She'll pretty much run my artist. Wow, that's beautiful. Now, where are you looking at opening this up, Shannon? Uh, Somewhere near Clearwater Beach on the outskirts of Clearwater. We're just, right now, we're scoping it out. Like, I'm going to be moving down there probably in uh, next month sometime. Beautiful. Beautiful. uh, Yeah, nice area over there. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. The water's great. The uh, it's a lot to do. There's a lot of tourism spots to hit, just to have some fun, jet skis, the whole deal. So awesome, awesome. That sounds like a good deal. Definitely, once you're set up, let us know. Uh, you know, you got to let us know so that we can get it on out there and uh, let everybody know where you are. Besides, I already have a client for you, uh, for either you or Lindsay. Uh, my wife needs a tribal shark done on her ankle down at the bottom end of her leg around her ankle so because yeah, you, you, you sent the drawing deposit for that but like i never talked to her that night because everything was so crazy um yeah 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 but, it was a crazy night but we'll get with you on that definitely can't wait to see folks this is how good both listen i've seen both your ink i've if you haven't seen shannon moore or Lindsay snow's ink Folks, I mean, I have two pieces. Woohoo, big deal. No, they have real artwork. I mean, fantastic work. And that is why I definitely, uh, I'm letting everybody know now. I, that, that was the first question. When my wife said, hmm, you know, I'm really thinking of, of getting another tattoo. I said, wow, awesome, honey. I actually have somebody that I think you should go to. And without a question, if I'm willing to send my wife there, folks, when they open, you've got to go there, too, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, Shannon, I want to ask you something. When you were on the show uh, the last time, and, you know, some of this, I want to be able to help some of the young wrestlers out there or, or some of the wrestlers that are starting to feel it and get up in age. You mentioned about your meal prep, okay? You were in the middle of making your meal prep and what your diet was, and you mentioned that you do, like, five or six meals a day. Is that is that correct? Do you eat five or six times a day? Yeah, whenever I'm on point with my training and stuff. Like, as of lately, I've been going through some personal shit, so I haven't had the time or the energy to kind of get uh, to be in the gym and eat as good as I want to. I still eat good, but I just don't eat five or six times a day. Um, gotcha. What do you, what's your... Probably eat, like, four solid meals a day and, uh, you know, small portions. And, you know, a protein shake here and there, like, after, especially after I train, I definitely have to have a shake just to, like, you know, kind of refuel myself after after some, um, you know, hard work. 
gotta replenish, gotta rebuild. Now, so. for those of you who who aren't familiar with Lindsay Snow, besides wrestler, she is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist and, and just truly an ass kicker in f- fantastic shape. Lindsay, let me ask you something then. Uh, do you pay attention to cal- things as calories or, or even carbohydrates? Oh, yeah. I'm a big uh, macro counter, and I also i am a label reader. Uh, I, I definitely try to stay away from sugars, and I try to stay away from bread, um, no pastas. I pretty much Wonderful. stick to just, like, brown rice. Like, sometimes, occasionally, I'll get some white rice. But, um, you know, brown rice, broccoli, chicken or steak, and some sweet potatoes, you know. Gotcha. I'll swap out the brown rice for sweet potatoes every every now and then. But uh, definitely got your greens, your meats, and a starch. And that's pretty basic, but uh, What do you go for in calories in a day? What do you look for in calories in a day? Um, it depends on how or you much don't really pay attention to it. It depends on how much activities I'm going to have to do that day because some days I'll train two times a day or sometimes I'll train three to four times a day. It just depends Correct. on how much activity I have going on that day and I'll plan my meals around that. What's good is I want to, the next thing I want to ask, and, and this actually turns out fantastic that both of you are there because it, it gives the fan two different perspectives about some of the news that uh, is coming on lately. Uh, one of the things, and you may or may not be familiar with it, is that Randy Orton took a shot at indie promotions and the indie wrestlers and all, talking about how, it was very vanilla, all of it's the same, and he, he was pretty much, you know, saying that it was kind of boring and whatnot. Now, as I heard those statements and somebody attacking the indie shows, uh, first, as a promoter, I, I look at it as such as that if he's talking, I took it as a he was a, taking a shot at the promoters, not taking a shot at the workers necessarily, it's, isn't it the promoter's job to help make sure that everything is interesting and not each match looks the same? That's not that's not the worker's job. Now, let me ask you, and I'm going to ask Shannon first, and then I'll ask Lindsay, you, especially you, Shannon. Now, you've worked, Indy, you've worked for the major labels. Uh, uh, is Randy correct? Is it the workers at the indie level? Or is it the the difference the promoters at the indie level? Um, I see both kind of. Uh, I know there's some promoters, man, like they just don't fucking get it. Like they, um, I don't know, man. Like I did a show in North Carolina not long ago, and the promoter was just he thought he was Vince McMahon and trying to make all these promises and stuff. And then he was trying to tell me what I needed to do in the ring, and so I had to tell him, like, dude. Like, either I'm not ready to get the fuck out of here or you're going to have to just leave me the fuck alone and let me go do my job. Um, so I ended up doing my job. But, um, you know, I think it could work both ways. And as, far, as far as the boys go, like, I do think that some of the younger guys don't understand the business aspect of wrestling, which should come first over anything, uh, like, wrestling-wise, in the ring or nothing. Like, as a professional, there's a big pr- – 
big uh, difference in being a professional and being an amateur. And um, I just talked to somebody today about this, actually. And, uh, you know, I said that there should be something a little bit more stricter, like every five, six years, and a test and a board. Like, uh, like if you had a board of, like, five people, um, you know, like a Kevin Nash, a Scott Hall, um, you know, and a couple more, you know, maybe a legend and maybe – whatever, and let them, like, in order for you to get your professional license, like, you can be an amateur, but to get those professional license, which I think whenever you're getting paid, like, you should be a professional if you're getting paid a good amount of money for the show. So I think that if you put these people or they have to send in six hours of tape or something like that and the board reviews it, and then they decide whether or not they're a professional or they're an amateur. So that way that they're labeled, you can go in a system, see it, and you know that way how to book them. And if they're professional, you know you can do anything with them. But if they're an amateur, you know that they're going to be limited and that, you know, they shouldn't be paid as much as, you know, a professional. Exactly, exactly. Some sort of a, a test and a degree and all that. I understand exactly what you're saying. And that wouldn't be a bad idea. That wouldn't be a bad idea at all. Uh, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, Lindsay, when you're out there and you're working the indie shows, is, is it the same? Are you still are you seeing it the same as what Shannon's seeing? That it's a mix. You get your good and bad promoters, and you get your good and bad workers. Is that pretty much what you've seen so far in the Florida area? Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much experienced. I've been around not that long, but I've experienced very similar things. A lot of people that uh, aren't too terribly awesome that think that they're way better than they are, um, that happens, you know, and then you get promoters, like he was saying, that think that they're Vince McMahon, and that's a little off-putting, but at the same time, it is a job, and we are going out there, and we're putting our lives out on the line, and to have to be in the ring with someone who might not be that safe or, right. you know, might put your life in danger, you know, we're, we're doing that every, every night that we go out there. And uh, I feel like some people don't take it as seriously as they should. And with the test that Shannon was bringing up, completely agree with that because there's, so many things out there. There's so many variables that, you know, are, are out there wrong. for yeah. match, you know? And, uh, That's what people don't understand. People, people fail to realize that you can just move a couple of inches and you've changed somebody's life for the rest of their life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It is, it, it is something that people don't understand that the accuracy in which moves have to be performed are life-threatening, literally, folks. You know, and that's what, and this is what I've been saying about some of these shows and what these workers, such as both of you, I mean, you guys are phenomenal. You guys are animals in that ring, okay? If anybody gets the chance, please Go see Shannon. Go see Lindsay, okay? If you want to see what wrestling's supposed to look like, go see these two. Now, 
as much as I say that, and as much as I think you guys are fantastic, I am a little upset that you guys went ahead and wrestled together that night. And I understand that it was chaotic. But now, let me ask you something. We're putting together the show for October. And at that show, I believe now, Lindsay, you owe me to wrestle on your own without Shannon. I mean, he can come out and all that and be ringside, but not as a tag team partner. And I am going to ask you, I want to challenge you to go ahead Step into the ring one more time for FXE, but this time here, you'll be playing and wrestling for your Florida wrestling future. If you lose in October, you'll never wrestle in Florida again. Shannon, for you, sir, see, you thought, and like you said, you called it, you said it on the show, you're here to take over. You're going to get what you want, how you want, and all that. And, okay, that's fine. You want to wrestle with Lindsay. That's fair. I want you to survive the match. And I want to ask you right now, will you wrestle in the Up in Flames match that I'm going to have in October where the loser gets set on fire? That's what I'm putting to the two of you. I'll do it, man. I'm sure Lindsay, she's up for it. Um, we'll do it, and, you know, like, that night it was so chaotic, man. Like, I wasn't – everybody – there were several people that was just scared to even fucking wrestle me singles, and then Robbie, he was late, <laughs> like, with fucking – I, I should have got his payday, too, by the way, because I went out and busted my ass. And this, hey, this let me tell you me. something. No, hey, let me tell you something, you know, uh, really – you you were a class act that night. Let me tell you something, folks. It was an unbelievable set of circumstances that night. And yeah. 95% of the people there handled themselves, uh, the workers, okay, the wrestlers, handled themselves as professionals. And none more than both Shannon Moore and Lindsey Snow. Uh, chaotic conditions. Uh, Shannon's opponent showed up after it was all over. Robbie E. Matter of fact, Robbie E. refuses to give any a nickel back uh, of a lot of money, and uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun with him. But no, it, it, these guys here, and this is why I want them back in October because that night, under crazy conditions and being thrown into a match that they had no idea who their opponent was going to be, still said no. It doesn't matter. I don't care who my opponent is. I'm getting in that ring. And they they kicked ass. They showed out. Wonderful that you yeah, guys we, were together, but but listen, you bumped the system and the system says you gotta wrestle separate. That was the call. So Shannon, you're good. You're one half of the up in flames match. That's what you're telling me. You're in for it. Yeah, I'm ready, man. Lindsay. You're ready to wrestle for your Florida wrestling future. You lose. You'll never wrestle in Florida again. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, I'm definitely ready for that. She'll choke anybody you throw at her out. I'm not worried about her. <laughs> All righty. All righty. Sounds like it's on. Now, real quick, guys, tell me. Uh, Shannon, I'll tell you what. Ladies first. Where can anybody see you? Got any dates coming up uh, over the next month or two people can see you at? Yeah, actually. Yeah, we – um. 
trip, man. Like right now, like stuff's mm-hmm. really rocking and rolling, like for us. Like, and we've been busy for like two, three months solid now. Like just every weekend, just man, we put because I've been something that I've been doing. She's looking at the dates, and we'll give them to you in a second. But um, okay, cool, cool. Like, here's a quick, uh, just a little bit of info, like uh, for guys that. There's a lot of guys that I've met uh, down here in Florida, and they bitch and complain about having to drive from fucking Tampa to Georgia and back. And it's like, that's not that fucking far. Doing what you love, and number one, you need to pay your dues. Number two, like, enjoy the drive. Like, cause, and the reason I say that is because, like, I haven't been flying a lot of places. Like, people, they want to fly me. And I just tell them that I want to get a rental car and I want to drive it and it saves them money on an airplane ticket because, like, me, uh, obviously, like, my personal shit, like, I'm basically single now. So, um, you know, I'm uh, at this point, like, I rest, I, you know, I just love wrestling. I'm going to wrestle and put everything into wrestling now. And... Like me and Lindsay, we were able to actually drive and see shit. So we'll leave a couple of days early now, go on the road, kind of just hang out with some of the buddies I haven't got to hang out with over the last 25 years because I've been on the road. And it's either a hotel, a bar, or the gym, or the arena. So you can't, you don't have time to hang out with your friends. So we've had a good time just getting out. We've got to see a lot of cool people, hang with them got to see their families and stuff. And then, you know, we do our wrestling gigs and we'll head out the next day, next day to go to the next one. And I've got men like Evan Courageous, my WCW tag partner. He, uh, we got to see him the other week and we went, hung out with him and his wife and his kids and at his house. And it's just cool, man. It's cool to actually enjoy the travel now rather than regret it because you're on a plane. And unless it's, you know, really, really far, you know, I'll still fly on those gigs. But, you know, if I can get there in six, seven hours or even eight, nine hours, like, I'll just break it up and go stay with a friend, like, in Myrtle Beach or wherever, you know, to make it, cut it in half and then finish the drive the next day of the show. And then I'm able to see people that I just, I miss and a lot of friends that over the last 15 years I haven't been able to be friends with just because of the way life is. And also, you gotcha. can see all the weird, like, roadside attractions, too. Like, America is full of roadside attractions. And, like, I don't know. You don't really get to enjoy that shit if you're flying around everywhere. But, like, then all you see is airplanes and gate stations yep. and exactly. crappy airplanes. Airport food that's like a billion dollars. Like, and, and that's you know, like it's cool too because I, I think uh, you know going out of Florida and actually driving these places and being able to talk about wrestling like it's helped Lindsay fucking take her shit like to the next level for the time that she's been wrestling. Like, I'm super proud how far she's come, and I think that um, nice. you know actually doing this travel and stuff and changing her style up to meet the requirements of uh like the north carolina and the south carolina or you know like you go to tennessee that's old school you know southern wrestling um then whenever you get to the northeast it's that you know just go 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 spot fest shit so it's, right, uh, right. it's i'm glad to be able to do that and just drive and travel and as far as the teacher side of me i think it's great for me to be able to pass this knowledge to Lindsay and her be part of these shows 
I'm super well, thankful like, to be able to in front of all these different crowds and like meet all these crazy different people. But uh, they've all got stories, and that's probably the best part about traveling like that because you get to hear all these crazy stories, and it's just been a blast, honestly. It is a fun profession if you allow yourself to have fun. Yes, you've got to work at it and everything, but I notice you're both you're on social media and you're out there wrestling and meeting people. And like you said, here's an opportunity where your profession – allows you to travel this great country that you're in. I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't take advantage of it. And uh, no, that, that's a hundred percent true. Uh, last thing before we go, I got to wrap up with you guys, Shannon, any suggestions or you want me to pull somebody, uh, any suggestions who you want to face in that up in flames match? Do you want, maybe, uh, maybe you want to face your buddy, Shane. Shane out. Yeah. Uh, I doubt Shane's gonna want to go up and play. Um, but um, okay. hey, man, I know. Uh, let me see, man. Ah, I was just thinking maybe people. there's somebody you want to face that. Hey, listen, they'll have to go up on fire if you beat them. Hey, you know what? Uh, I do have a guy. Uh, I've been working. We uh, we we've been working together, and I just beat his ass again last night. Uh, see, was it CJ? CJ Doyle. CJ Doyle. CJ Doyle? No. Yeah. I know him. Yeah. yeah, I've seen his work. Yeah, he's just he's really good, man, but uh he can't hang with me. He's still about steps behind me. So and you like to set just, up, you like to see him set on fire, huh? I just want to burn him up and just get him the fuck out of here. All right, cool. We'll we'll get in touch with CJ and see what he has to say. Folks. Tonight, we have uh, had been blessed with the guests of Lindsay Snow and Shannon Moore. Lindsay, thank you so much. Uh, great, great having you on, sweetie. We'll look forward to talking to you soon. Same here, Shannon. As uh, soon as I get back, I've, I'm out of town next week. As uh, soon as I get back, let's have lunch. I still have something I want to talk to you about besides that match. All right. Hey, um, by the way, how are you feeling, man, since your accident? You know, I appreciate that, Shannon. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, much better. What I, what happened was, folks, and for some of you who are wondering what we're talking about, I collapsed just before the show. Turned out that, you know, hey, listen, I'm a heart patient. For those of you who don't know, all right, it, it turns out I'm a heart patient. And the sh- leading up to the show, I lost 14 pounds in 17 days and didn't take care of myself. I have to realize I'm not 25 years old anymore and I beat the hell out of myself and literally collapsed uh, from all the stress and uh, it took me about Shannon it took me about a week to 10 days to get back to you know where I just completely felt normal that next day that next day I felt like I was in the ring with Brock Lesnar yeah. You know, and I tell you, I felt like I got my ass kicked from head to toe, muscle soreness. And they said that was from the dehydration. So um yeah. took me about a week to 10 days, but I am uh, up and running strong. We've, we've added a couple of people. We've made the FXE team bigger with a couple of better people as well. Uh, to go ahead and relieve some of the duties uh, from me so I can oversee a little bit more and not be as stressed as I was. 
for what I want to do, Shannon, and you have an idea, it's not something one man can do. And I tried to do it as one man. Yeah. Now we talked about that. Like we talked about artists. Be, hey, what's the date yeah. of that up in flames? We'll go ahead. We're going to be announcing that over the next couple of weeks. We're securing the location and uh, the location doesn't want me giving it out yet. Okay, cool. I'll be talking to, to you when I get back. Yeah, no, when I get back, uh, like I said, I'm out of town this next week. When I get back, we'll do lunch because I want to talk to you about uh, that show. And then I, I've got a business idea for you. So I want to throw at you. Anyway, brother, awesome. thanks so much for calling in. Lindsay, great one talking more, to you, too. More. You have a great night. All right, cool, man. Wait, one more thing. Yes, sweetie. Hello? You yeah. never announced who my, who my opponent was going to be. Uh, no, because you know what? See, here's the thing. As much as, as much as I think that you're a good wrestler and a nice person, I also don't like when somebody goes against what I had said. And the two of you did. That's why I want Shannon and Shannon seems pretty confident about this up in flames match. Uh, all right, we'll see. Um, maybe it won't be CJ O'Doyle. And for you, same thing. Uh, I'm, trust me, I'm going to come up with an opponent for you, male or female. Uh, I'm assuming you'll take on either, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm not worried about it. You send whoever after because she can't handle it. I'll fuck them up, too. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Don't worry. All right. All right. It's going to be fun, gang. It's going to be fun. Guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I will talk to you as soon as I get back. You have a great night. God bless both of you. Thanks travels, man. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy, guys. <sighs> Folks, Shannon Moore, Lindsay Snow, out of the blue, like an RKO, like an RKO out of nowhere. Here comes our wrestling friends from the show, and I'll tell you, they were fun that night. If you didn't get to see the show, and we're talking about March 18th, we've got one coming up for you. And, yeah, there was a lot of chaos that night, and there was still a great show. The wrestlers did fantastic. And, like I said, 95% of the workers were absolutely fantastic to work with. And many of them, many of them will be back for this October show. And we'll be getting into the whole October show and what that's going to bring with you over the next couple of weeks. What we're going to do right now is we're going to take another little quick commercial and uh, talk to you about Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach. Folks, you know, there are some great things to do in the state of Florida. And Deep Obsession Charters is one of those great things. Now, you can go on and if you want to see the most amazing fish, at the Blue Heron Bridge and, uh, you know, seahorses and just uh, the most amazing scenery. It's the Blue Heron Bridge. It's uh, one of the best macro dives in the world. And Deep Obsession Charters does that. If you want to see a sunken boat, Deep Obsession can take you. They've got reef dives, wreck dives, Boats, planes. Do you want to see a sunken plane and what, how that reforms? Unbelievable. It is absolutely incredible. But the most unbelievable part of it is, and it has to be, 
There, shark dives. That's right. They dive with sharks. No cage. No cage. That's right. Now, people listen to Shark Week, and you get this whole sensationalism that they want to give you, and you get a complete misconception of it. Ryan Walton and the gang will educate you on sharks, and you'll get to spend some time with them. They actually do like the touching and affection like big puppies. Again, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach. Look them up. Wow. It is, wow. After 9 o'clock and still no JT. And life is, you know, it really is without JT. Rather well, if you ask me. I think I've been kicking ass since I've gotten on the air. Let's see. We've had ha-ha, hee-hee. We have. We've had ha-ha, hee-hee. We've had a couple of different things, a couple of suggestions about how life should go, whether it's the NBA, uh, you know, and whatnot. We've talked NBA. We've talked NHL. Uh, We've had a fantastic guest out of nowhere, Shannon Moore, WWE. DNA, all the big names, you know, all those big initials. Lindsay Snow, who was uh, a complete uh, badass of her own. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic time with those two on air. And, uh, you know, before we hit the mailbag, we're about to hit the mailbag, and all of a sudden, <sighs> out of nowhere, like an RKO, comes the one and only. Jason Townsend. JT, what's up, my man? Yes, sir. How's it going filing solo tonight? Uh, I'm surviving. I'm surviving. I, I just wanted, you know, it, it was it was a little tough. At the beginning, at the beginning, it was a little, you know. How do I <laughs> get through one night without you? If- I'm feeling so, a lot of gesture, just a little too much. Yeah, no, no. How do I get through this without you? Uh, I don't know. And well, so far, I've been pretty lucky. I've, I, I've so far, I've done my job rather well. I haven't scared. I don't think I've scared anybody off. What you've missed so far is a couple of ha has, a couple of he he's, okay. a rant about David Price. Okay, uh, wow. declaring himself did, uh, ready to play. Yeah, pitched two innings today in his first rehab start. Declared himself, he, he declared himself ready, not his boss. I love when players do that. <laughs> well, you, you didn't know he had a medical degree, too, from Vanderbilt? No, uh, no, I missed that part. Um, and then, oh, yeah, uh, Vanderbilt, you know, one of the more uh, high-end medical schools in our, in our great nation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, then you know, we switched from that, and then I went into NBA, uh, and I bitched and I complained that how we all knew <laughs> at the end of last year what the finals would be this year, barring any 
strange moves in the off season. There were no strange moves in the off season. And then I also came up with the suggestion of maybe cutting four or five teams from the uh, NBA. Okay. And, uh, Letting, so that we have, at least, if we're going to listen, right now we only have two great teams, and that's all you really expect. You uh, kind of sort of on the Spurs, but that's simply because Pop is a magician. But wouldn't it be nice if you had maybe four or five less teams and four or five more teams that actually had a chance? Well, yeah, that would not really complete make the NBA a little bit more exciting. Not complete parity like the NFL wants, but at least some competition where there, there's some kind of drama as to what your finals are going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, well, talked no, like no, okay. we talked about NHL. No, we talked NHL. We talked NHL. We talked about the two Anaheim's series. Anaheim's up on Nashville right now. Yeah, Anaheim's up on Nashville. Well, that goes with my picks. I've been saying Pittsburgh, Anaheim, and right now both series tied 2-2. And you really you look at it, and it's not like the NBA because you don't know who's going to win. Right, right. Mentioned how hockey is great. I mentioned how hockey is a great sport. I mentioned how, you know, if it was like – if baseball was anything like hockey – you know, that whole debate about whether it was right or not to hit uh, Joey Bats uh, after he flipped his <laughs> bat and all that stuff. I, here's what I said. In a real sport like hockey, two men can have a disagreement about something, beat the hell out of each other, and be back in the game five minutes later. Absolutely. Nah, you know what? I think the NBA could take a lot away from the NHL that it could uh, infuse into a yeah. sport to make it better. But uh, and so. then, and then, we had a call in tonight. Uh, kind of unexpected. Really happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't sure if we were going to get a call in tonight. And uh, one of the call ins actually that we got was Shannon Moore. Oh he, yes, love watching Shannon Moore. We had Shannon Moore, but what was great about it, also on air with him, mm-hmm. uh, she was with him, was Lindsay Snow. You know, that's one of my favorites, uh, watching those two tag at uh, the St. Patrick's Day Hangover. I mean, a well-oiled machine, as I said when I gave my uh, breakdown of those, those matches. So, yeah, definitely exciting tag team, two exciting wrestlers, uh, singles or tag. Well, you know, they are, uh, but they are also being punished right now. I had a feeling they would be. Uh, we discussed the punishment, and they are both willing to accept their punishment. Uh, what okay. happened while you were away, JT, was simple. Lindsay Snow in October will uh, be in a match, and if she loses, she will never be allowed to wrestle in Florida again. Ooh, high stakes poker. Okay. They want to play. They want to. They both want to work for FXE, and I appreciate that. But they have to understand that if you're going to go ahead, and now you knew what my wishes were at that match. They knew, and like Shannon said in his interview before the match, okay, here on, on our podcast, actually on the other one on FXE, he said he'll get what he needs and he's going to get what he wants no matter what. And what did he do? He went ahead. No, he said that on the podcast. And then what did he do? That 
first show for FXE, he went ahead and made sure he got what he wanted. So now his punishment, see, that was Lindsey Snow's. Right. Oh, his, so his punishment. Shannon. Oh, yes. It, it is official. And Shannon Moore actually has accepted. He is one half of the up in Flames match. If he loses, oh. we are going to set Shannon Moore on fire. Why do you get all the good stuff uh, when I'm not there? It's what I deserve. It's like, you know, it, it, it's retro. It, it, it's God just looking out for me going, you know what? Here, I'm going to make it a magical night. Not only are you going to get a break from JT, I'm going to give you Shannon oh, Moore, all right. and you're going to get a chance to light him on fire. Well, I got your break from JT right here. I just want to say that. But, uh, you know, you know. You know, you send me out here to the uh, wonderful city of Houston, Texas, to cover an Astros-Indian series, and then you What's do all like? this stuff behind my back. So, Well, let me tell What's you, first like? and foremost, the uh, city of Houston is jumping. This is a great place, man. There's all kinds of good stuff here. Uh, came to visit a uh, friend of the uh, program, Jim Rosenhaus, and he's roughing it over here at the Four Seasons, you know, feeling real bad for Jim right now. Uh, Kate Dello is a friend of the program out here. Well, you know. But, you know, I felt bad, Jester, because right across the street where the Houston Rockets could be playing if James Harden wasn't such a freaking tool, you have a concert tonight. And I know you're going to be jealous, Jester. I know that you're going to wish you were here for this. New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block might as well be Beaver here live at the Toyota Center because the Rockets couldn't make it. So let me tell you. You missed it. You missed a hell of a game today. This kid Clevenger that's uh, pitching with Corey Kluber on the DL had a no-hitter into the seventh inning. I mean, the Astros are a tough team to no-hit. So, uh, Altuve broke it up uh, seventh inning. But, uh, wow, the kid came out, struck out eight batters, held a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Um, came out of the eighth what? inning. I mean – Okay. Came out in the eighth inning. Andrew Miller came in. Uh, Cody Allen came in, closed the door. So uh, three nothing. Indians win. So Indians are up two games to nothing in this series with Houston. You know, Houston's one of the better teams in the AL right now. So uh, definitely, definitely enjoyable, uh, enjoyable series so far. Good, good, nice. How's Tate doing? He's having a good oh, time too. Tate. I hope. Of course, you know Tate. He does nothing but have a good time. So uh, you know, that's what he lives and breathes to have a good time. So there's, there's no work for this guy. You know, I'm sure I, I, he's. I'm uh, getting ready. I'm getting ready to go into the mailbag. Okay, I had uh, okay. I had the question out there and asked people right into uh, right into the show, and I'm going to ask their questions on there. And I, I've got a couple of things here that I've gotten in. You know, but one of them I have to address. Do you have a minute to stay on with me or no? Yeah, I've got another, I've got another minute. What do you got for me? Well, because this one here comes from Sam, email sclum at Hotmail. It's a very interesting uh, question for the show. And, oh, well, if Sam Clum's got a, uh, a question, by all means, well, I he can't wait to hear what that's going to be. He had two, and the first one involved you, so I figured since you're here, uh, comment. It says, 
if JT is so knowledgeable when it comes to fantasy football, why do I beat him every year? Okay, and you're ready for my responses. Uh, Sam Klum, I've got six rings and two second place in 12 years. How many do you got? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. You know, I let there the sun go. shine on a dog's ass every once in a while. See, what you do, Sam, this is how this works, see? You let somebody win the games that don't count. That keeps them interested. Because we know you're just going to trade me your whole team anyway. And then bitch and moan when the players you got back are doing so poorly that you cut them. And then I go pick them back up. So, I'll tell you what, Sam. When you've got six rings and two silver trophies, come talk to me. Otherwise... Thanks for playing. Uh oh. Thank you for playing. And thank you for calling in. <laughs> JT, man. I uh, can't wait to see you. I'll talk to you, uh, I'll talk to you probably in the next uh, couple of days. I'm going to be away on, uh, I'm away on business uh, this week, but I'll be back for Wednesday night just to do the show and then I head back out. Um, okay. Well, but we'll I'll talk with, to you. Uh, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get it going soon. I'll be back from Houston uh, tomorrow. Okay, yeah, and I'll get with you sometime tomorrow before I leave then. Sounds good. Enjoy your show. All right, brother. You have a great one. I'll talk to you soon. Yep, take care. Folks, See you, Justin. Uh, that, was, that, that is the co-host that can just come and go. He's got that kind of life now. He's jet-setting literally around the world. And, uh, you know, because he is JT, he has it like that. So, uh, no, very funny. Anyway, uh, Sam, boy, are you going to get in trouble when uh, the commissioner sees you. Or actually uh, goes ahead and boots you out of the league. Anyway, uh, you know, I want to go ahead real quick. Uh, I I play in a bunch of different leagues. They're not all money. They're not all money. I go ahead. I'm on Yahoo, and I go and play the public leagues. And I want to go ahead and uh, give a shout-out to Andy. Andy, the Iowa fan in the public league, he is the team Iowa fan. You admit it. You know, like Iowa fan. Yay, go Iowa. Uh, that's uh, go Iowa. I'm just trying to like get into go Iowa. Yay, Iowa. Oy vey, Iowa. Anyway, Andy, Andy, you are currently 11. Out of 12 teams, sir. Uh, You need to listen to the show a lot more often, okay? I am uh, myself uh, currently four games out of first place and am currently playing the aforementioned first place team and kicking his ass in that league. Um, All right, let's go to the mailbag. Back to the mailbag. Let's go with the other Sam Clum uh, question. Sam asked, is Leonard Fournette's running style going to translate to the pros? You can't run through pros. Elliot is elusive, but Fournette runs with power. Is Leonard Fournette's running style going to translate to the pros? Yeah, it, it really will. Uh, it, it did for Marshawn Lynch. Uh, that's how you got the whole beast mode is because people don't want to tackle that anymore. You get those defensive backs. Once you get through that, that first line, maybe a, a stiff arm, a linebacker, 
or 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 you're getting the ball out in the flat. And, and Fournette's shown maybe hands that didn't get used and should have. Uh, do you want? Do you want? If you're a defensive back, if you're a safety, do you really want to have a handful of Leonard Fournette? You really don't. Not all of them. You know, you think about some of the best corners. They shy away from that crap. They really do. You take a look. Hey, listen. The, the, one of the best corners ever, uh, Deion Sanders, hated contact. Hated contact. Prime time like to steal the ball. Prime time like the, out, uh, like the interceptions. Prime time like kicking, kick returns and punt returns and all that kinds of stuff. Prime time didn't like having to take on a running back. Mm-mm. He didn't like had taking on a block. Um, so no, I think Leonard Fournette, his skills, his size, and that running over people, yeah, because no, it might not work as much because some of the players are bigger but it's still going to play just fine in the NFL. Thanks, Sam, for your question. I appreciate it, my man. Uh, Next. Jeff asks, who are the Dolphin players on the screen tonight? Oh, you must be talking about, you're watching it on blog talk and sent this in. All right, cool. Um, on Blog Talk, on the rotating pictures, if you're watching it on Blog Talk right now or listening to it on Blog Talk and watching the pictures go by, uh, the players, the Dolphin players, first one is Larry Ball from the perfect team. The second one is Jay Ajay, the running back we talked about before he was the running back everybody else was talking about. And then the last one's Walt Akins. Walt Akins. Uh, Great, great guy. Great guy. Uh, Deserved more playing time. There's your questions. Uh, Go ahead. Let's see. Next one is... Hold on. Oops. Backed up too much. Back into the mail. Okay. Andre asks... Andre doesn't ask shit. Andre says, why are you fat? (laughs) (laughs) Andre, I'm fat because your mother feeds me after I do her That's why I get the food your father doesn't get Because he ain't doing the job well Um, Let's see All right Pick one of three Oh, okay, this is Tony Pick one of three I don't want to pick any one of three, actually. Um, okay. Pick one of three. It is Fournette, Elliot. And who is that? I can't, can't make that one out. Poor spelling. I don't know who the last one is. I can't read that. Pull up another one. Uh, for, uh, between Fournette and Elliot, I'll take Elliot. Duh. That's a bell? How did he spell? That's B-E-E-L. That's not bell. B-E-L. Bell is B-E-L-L. Okay. Well, anyway. So, all right. So, I guess it's Le'Veon Bell, uh, Elliot, or Fournette. 
if I had to pick, okay, uh, you didn't mention if it was a redraft or a dynasty league. In either case, I'd probably still go Elliott. Mm, oh, yeah, of those three, yeah, I'd probably go Elliott. Wonder what JT would say about that. That'd be interesting. All right. All right. Let's switch gears. What? Baseball. All right. Yeah. Pull up baseball. Folks. Oh, oh. All righty. Is Trey Turner a bust? You know, Bill, uh, Trey Turner, <laughs> it's funny. It's very funny that you mentioned Trey Turner because Trey Turner happens to be on a couple of my teams. Uh, I had high hopes. He's got high hopes. Uh, I did. I really did for him. And he'll come around. He'll come around. He's just starting a sleep season a little slow, but that'll be okay. Sleeper. Give me a sleeper picture. Oh, great one. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, that is, oh, I'm sorry. I have to give the name. Bob. Bob, give me a sleeper picture. When you say sleeper, does that mean somebody that is available or somebody that's coming up? Somebody that's coming up soon. Uh, go grab that Tampa kid, uh, Jose De Leon, if you're looking for a pitcher. Real simple. Um, dead serious. Is uh, is Ian Hep for real? <laughs> you know, Charlie, that's a that's a great great question. And I had started hearing actually first time I had heard about. App, and I got to give credit where credit's due is uh, is through JT. It's through JT. Uh, he he he's the one that turned me on to him. And yeah, he he is he is every bit of that. And I like him a lot because I know in Yahoo he has two position eligibility, dual eligibility. That's always a great thing. Can we have one more? I got time for one quick one. One quick one. Baseball? Yeah, I'll take a baseball. All right. Frank. Frank asks for a prospect third baseman. He has a mess at third and needs help. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Uh, prospect third baseman that'll be coming up besides Mankata. I mean, you ask me, that is the name to have. I mean, he's probably not available in any league. Uh, my next third baseman would be probably grab Mankata. If you can't grab Mankata, go grab Devers. Go grab Devers uh, from Boston. He's the next third baseman to be brought up. I'm just saying. Uh, or at least the next third baseman that's worth anything, especially if you're in a dynasty league. Uh, there's, there's your guy there. Folks, one cuckoo flew over the rest. You know, a bunch of people listen to the show, and it's funny because, you know, 
guys like... I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. You know, How you doing? This is Bo Outlaw. You listen to the Fantasy Justice Show. It really has been fun, you know. Uh, all these people listen, and then all of a sudden, you're doing a show, and Shannon Moore calls out of the blue. That's when you're having fun. We have talked about every sport. I've tried to talk about every sport. I've tried to give you stats. tried to give you a couple of laughs. I hope you had fun. And this one cuckoo flew over the rest. No JT edition. Folks, I am the Fantasy Jester. Join us next week. We have a who, – who, who could be the guest next week? Pay attention during the week, and I will be more than glad to not tell you because it's going to be another surprise. But, yes, as you see, any guest can literally show up at any given time. I've been having a lot of fun with this. Folks, I am the Fantasy Jester. This has been the Fantasy Jester Show brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. Thanks so much for joining. I am out. Ninety minutes. It was fun. I hope you all enjoyed. And I am out. I am the Have a great one, folks. Take care.